Oh my god. Because everything's like broken. What? Welcome to. Hi there again. Welcome to Streamerology. Point two of seven. Seven point two. And Lots of stuff. Yeah. Anyways, um, last week we had a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of issues. Mercs having a lot of this issues is today. Deja vu. This is just deja vu. What you're seeing before didn't actually happen, and this is the real podcast. Yeah. You're, you're right <clears throat> now. Your previous thing that you listened to is Inception. It was uh like um, Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. You were Bill Murray living Groundhog Day. Yep. So um, I'll let I'll let Dibs uh go over all the shit that we're gonna be talking about as I fuck up the screen so. again. Watch this. Watch. Let me get my bot over this way. Yep. Boom. Okay. <laughs> Let's we go. We are gonna be talking about uh, we're gonna be talking about viewers, viewership, lurks, and chatters. We're gonna be talking about some problems with lurking. Uh, why lurking can be more harmful than it is helpful if you're trying to support a friend while streaming. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and we will try to discuss some things that you can do to increase chatters and things of that general nature later in the stream there's a lot of gamer news there's a lot of you know some gamer news we want to talk about we're going to talk about some activision deals going on in the background we'll be talking about the ps5 ps5 prices and what's happening in the future with playstation we're also talking about uh mulligans here <laughs> bioware we're talking about uh some bioware coming up later in, in here as well uh so stay tuned for the viewership it's gonna be more towards the end of the stream or podcast stream streamcast yeah yeah, It'll be cast. more towards the end of that. Yeah. There's Streamcast. We'll be talking more about that, though, uh, towards the end, so we can kind of have an open discussion about that as well. Mm, yeah, we, we need all the fucking mulligans today. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, what, what are we leading off with? I mean, I, I've got a little bit well, to say about everything. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about Activision trying to, like, there's rumors in the background going on right now. They're trying to make a deal with Google Stadia. And I find that really interesting, um, especially after GE Force. Because mm. GE Force is kind of like an early adaption of Google Stadia itself. And the Google Stadia was supposed to be this huge big deal, but there was people doing Google Stadia before Google Stadia was Google Stadia. And I just wanted to say Google Stadia a few more times. I was going to say Google Stadia. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it, it makes I mean, it, it goes in. Yeah, this is going into more contracts and exclusivity deals. So it's it's interesting if this is true. Well, Activision Blizzard did that contract with uh, the esports and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So I mean, now and now it's it, like, uh, yeah, that's. Hmm. And if it is, if it is true, if it is true, if it is really happening, it's interesting that Activision is making a deal with Google Stadia, especially the state that Google Stadia is in right now. And if that's the case, I mean, is Google throwing money at the problem? Are they just chucking like giant wads, just stacks of thousands, and just like ah, ah, fast throwing those suckers out there, smacking people in the face, at you know different companies? Hey, look, like, hey, look at smack, a lot of money. Someone could smack me in the face with it, with a lot of money. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd be okay with it too right now. I wouldn't mind. You can slap me in the face with just a wad of a thousand. Wait, now, now I know how strippers feel. <laughs> so. Dude. I I mean I don't I don't know man like I, with with Google Stadia and everything uh and it's uh I don't know it's slow death I'm gonna call it a slow death well they're they're finally that Google Stadia finally came out and spoke with people and there 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 is 
there's no answers yet to if you haven't heard about the Google Stadia issue, basically people who are early adapters of the Google Stadia got screwed. They're not getting their money's worth for the first initial, you know, you know, those first people that buy something that are super hyped about it, the, the early adapters, the early adapters are getting screwed with Google Stadia because they're not getting any particular deals. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no new games that's been added. There's been no news about new games being added. The service is sloppy. It's hard. It's, it's not working with the Internet. It's slow at best. People aren't getting the 60 frames per second, you know, HD resolution they they were expecting. And it's slowing down. And they haven't heard any news of new games for 30, almost 30, 40 days, 50 days, 60 yeah. days. I don't know. They haven't received anything. And um, I mean, if this is true, if Activision is making an exclusive deal with Google Stadia, it might be huge. At the same time, Activision doesn't have a very large uh, library of games. So. Um, well, you know, uh, you know, who's been uh, adding more games and everything to, uh, their, their streaming service. Mm, who's that? Xbox and their xCloud stuff. There you go. That's another one that's also doing this. Nintendo switch has also been, you know, rumored there. The Nintendo switch is being targeted as well because they're not giving the same service that Xbox fold or the PlayStation network are. There is discussion about Nintendo Switch not offering the retro games that people were essentially promised. So there's a bit, I mean, on the Google Stadia side, you got it on the Nintendo Switch side. There's all these these companies struggling with this streaming game service. And it seems um, like a big race. So, I mean, yeah, there that is a race. And I know uh, they were, I mean, was it Phil Spencer even said that he's not concerned about PlayStation? or Sony right, right now, the next gen, he's more worried about Amazon and Google. And I think and, he's, to be honest, they're doing an excellent job with the Xbox Pass, in my opinion. Well, it's not, it's not even the Xbox Game Pass. Like, you can sign up for their beta of the X Cloud and get to use it, and it's actually, like, really freaking cool. Um, oh, yeah. And then, like, I, I've tried it, and it, it works out really well. Uh, your Xbox controller auto automatically syncs up to your phone if you have Bluetooth. Um, and then, so Xbox, so you're saying Phil Spencer's onto something in the future of just games and streaming games. Microsoft so you... has, has always played the long game. Uh, here's oh, a, a fascinating tidbit. They, you know, people, people were like, oh, oh, he's, he's saying that, um, he's not worried about Sony and so forth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And like, oh, Phil Spencer, I was like, no, because... Sony and Microsoft are working together to create the streaming stuff. Sony is using Microsoft's cloud service to also do the same stuff that Xbox is going to be doing. So that's the reason why he's not worried about what is the, the saying well, is then the enemy of my had... enemy is my friend. Well, yeah, and on the other side, on PlayStation side, PlayStation just concerned right now. They did release a statement recently, uh, especially, you know, they're focused on multiplayer games. They want to get in the multiplayer game aspect that, that Xbox is so like Xbox has a grasp on multiplayer. And it's always been this way for the past generation, the past two generations of consoles, where PlayStation is known for its story-driven experiences, and Xbox is more of a social platform for multiplayer. 1v1 and me. You know, play... <laughs> 1v1 this peen. Lower the chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they've always been known for, you know, the story-driven games. They want to get in on that multiplayer market, which I think is interesting that Sony is struggling with that, and then Microsoft is totally going into new territory, and they're pushing forward. Well, Sony's trying to just get, just get competitive, I guess you would say. Yeah, and um, that leaves Nintendo. Nintendo Switch is completely out of this right now. 
Like they're they're still I, they're still kind of like waddling in the dark in the terms of the streaming services that they have. Speaking of of waddling, um, Untitled Goose Game, perfect game, Ooh, forever legend. Very good game. Um, no, it's uh, I, no Nintendo. Nintendo is completely out of touch. Uh, I had whenever I had uh, acquired my Switch, I was super excited for it, and then I realized there's nothing. You ask just there's about anybody. If you ask anybody on there about what game to play, it, they always say Breath of the Wild. I'm like, okay, and then what else? And All you go. got right now, the only games that you got on Switch right now that are the major hitters, the the ballpark slam dunks, whatever you want to call it, Super Sports. Uh, the major game, the major players on Nintendo Switch are going to be Zelda Breath of the Wild. They got Zelda Link's Awakening. They also got Mario. Those were the top three contenders. Um, if you lower it down a notch, I think Luigi's Mansion 3 is up there as well, but it's not as popular as the three top titles that I just listed. Right. And we're still, like, the, the, what the major thing that's hurting Nintendo is low release times. Let's be honest. They're still working on Metroid Prime, or not Metroid, but just the fourth Metroid. They had to redo it because I don't even remember what happened, but something happened behind the scenes where they have to restart Metroid. And that's going to be a major hit on Nintendo Switch for a while. Because they're they're starting over on Metroid. That's one of their that's another one of their top ballpark hitters. Their slam dunk games. That's one of their major IP franchises is the Metroid series. And um, if, without being able to recreate that on Switch, which they're, they're, I'm excited for it. I'm I'm a huge Metroid fan. I love Metroid, and I am waiting for that game to come out. When I heard that they have to start over, it broke my heart. I yeah. want to see Samus return. You know, um, you, you know what's gonna return? A lot, a lot of people. No, I think I think we're slowly gonna we're we're still in the console wars with the price points. Oh yes, yep. That's uh, another subject that we're gonna be talking about. Uh, so as we move on, we're gonna be talking about the PS5 prices. Sony's trying to keep the PS5 prices lower, but the problem being is the PS4 Pro could be bought for two ninety nine which is not that expensive, realistically. But the problem being with the PS5 is the components they're using. The base components are at $450. That just for the, that, that's the cost of production for them is $450. Then you have the retailer purchasing this. How much do you think the retailer has to sell these for? What, what, like the suggested retail price for them to make a profit off it? Um, the reason they're so expensive right now, the $450 price mark just for manufacturing, they're using next-gen AMD processors with ray tracing. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what ray tracing is, it enhances the visual graphics. Um, you've probably experienced it before when you watch 3D movies. When you watch those pixel animated movies, they use ray trace technology, which is expensive as hell, but it's starting to come down to a consumer level. But basically what it is, is it allows light. It traces pinpoints of light, and it makes it more 3D. <laughs> So it makes 3D more 3D. It makes it look graphically, it, it makes the fidelity better. You can see things better. It looks smoother. It looks cleaner. You can compare ray trace games with non-ray trace. And like when you, can, when you have those two comparisons up, I wish I could show you right now, but I can't. But when you compare them, it looks like an N64 compared to like Xbox One right now. Is That's how good the ray trace is. And not only that, but you know, speaking of the AMD that they're adding to the PlayStation 4, we also have a better RAM. They're trying to increase the RAM. They're also doing SSD. And depending on the storage, it's going to be a price point on the PlayStation 5. 
there's a I don't know we're I, I think we're going to be getting into a lot more different territory uh, a lot of people are you know they're they're joking around saying that they're basically mini uh, computers or whatnot it's not really Essentially, a joke. No, it's getting towards that. It really is. When you look at the AMD that the PlayStation 5 is trying to use, and you look at the RAM and the SSD, they're essentially turning these into scaled-down computers, watered-down computers. And, I mean, a, a good example of this, too, is when, when my computer broke. When I was having issues with my RAM, I literally plugged my keyboard and mouse into the Xbox, and I moderate for a few partnered streamers. I was, if I needed to, if I had to, if my computer just lit on fire right now, exploded in a tragic sadness, and it made me cry, I could go to my Xbox One and I could still do my moderatorly duties for the partnered streamers that uh, I mod for. Just, just by plugging in my keyboard and mouse, I have my HDMI uh, monitors here. Boom, it acts like a computer already. Not, it's not going to be the same as a computer, but it still has access to a Microsoft Edge application. And I'm sure there might be something similar on PlayStation 5. I'm not 100% sure. I never looked into that. But the way that the Xbox One is now, especially with games, they're, they're making the games keyboard and mouse compatible. Like, what do you, what do you think about that, Merc? Um, I think uh, people should 1v1 me in Rust. I'll wreck them. Sam? They get a rusty nuke. This is get a rusty <laughs> nuke of your butt. Um, little... Um... Fascinating thing, because I was sitting here looking at uh, different articles uh, just to kind of do follow-ups. Uh, I've seen this headline. Um, we're going we're gonna to have to touch on this one. Um, maybe not this episode, maybe next one. Uh, NVIDIA claims RTX laptops will beat PS5 and Xbox Series X to the most popular game console. And I can easily see that. Well, one of the things it says is that more people have laptops than any other device. I was like, man, mm. I could see that. I was like, but, and they said that they've been able to get ray tracing inside of a, a of a thin device, but there's still a lot more to it. Um, well, you still need the components around the ray tracing. You can't just do the AMD by itself. Right. It to, the computer has to support it. Yep. So, um, I, I, I completely uh, agree that we're going into basically the console's going to be little mini computers. They're, they're trying to, in quote, future-proof them as well, especially Xbox's thing has been always around the cloud computing, our technology, uh, internet, and so forth hasn't been there quite yet, but we are getting there. We're seeing that with Stadia, uh, the xCloud, yeah. and everything else. So, and we're, I mean... What what if you like I said if you have not tried the X Cloud just go, go it's free to sign up you, yeah maybe try it, it takes a few days but the graphics and stuff I was getting off of my phone and everything else and it was just using the internet I was like oh wait a minute so it's it's actually really cool uh, it's an exciting to, time for technology right now you actually for, get to play some games that you may not even have on your uh, system either as a while you're testing stuff. So, it's awesome. I'm pretty happy about it. Oh, yeah, and use code here says, uh, I hope that the next-gen Xbox has mouse support for applications. It's it's going to. I, I bet you it will, just because of the way that they're trying to compete with laptops right now, the way they're trying to compete with the future technology to hold their value and their place in the future. 
Yeah, I, uh, I mean, the PCs being able to use the controller, I, I, and then like you said, the new games uh, coming out, he has the mouse and keyboard. And then, uh, boy, boy, all the cross compatibility stuff. Oh yeah, that's another thing too is cross compatibility with all you know with the PC. It's also like what we talked about before, where PlayStation's trying, like, there's rumors that they're going to start doing exclusives on PC as well, which is something that Xbox is doing, and I think they're doing it successfully. Oh, um, Xbox think, Game Pass. Yep. Same with the Xbox applications. Uh, it's, they're still rough, but they're really good, considering that no one else has applications like that. Like, Nintendo or Sony don't have applications like that. They're ahead of the game in terms of this whole integration and everything really like xbox is i think xbox is in a good place right now compared to other platforms and companies well talking about uh all this cross compatible and so forth and the games or whatnot let's let's talk about the uh bioware's mulligans oh god uh as you may as you all may be familiar with the game anthem colossal failure we also look back at games that were colossal failures in the past no man's sky Final Fantasy XIV online. And then um, those games got reworked. They got redone. Final Fantasy XIV became a Realm Reborn, and it's highly successful. I played it for a good couple of years myself, and I highly enjoyed the MMO. It's fantastic. It's a great experience. I didn't get a chance to play it when it was launched, when it was just Final Fantasy XIV online. But I, I mean, there's lots of information online how terrible it was. And they, re they turned around, rebuilt it, and gave fans what they deserved. Same thing with No Man's Sky. It was an overpromised game. It underdelivered. It didn't give enough of what people wanted, and well, it became something. I, I haven't played it. I don't play it. I never have played it. But I hear and see that it's a lot more successful than it was previously. And uh, all right, Badmer, can you guess what Bioware is remaking? What they got in the works? Um, I'm I'm gonna guess they're gonna remake um. You know what? No. Nope. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. They're remaking Anthem. What, right dude, now, that, that, um, wait, hold on, wait, wait. Th that game hasn't even been out a year yet. No. No, it hasn't. It, that's how big of a failure it is. That they're, they're already remaking it. They're redoing it before they even hit a year anniversary on the game itself. The player base is dead. There, there's nothing on there. They try to monetize it, and no one does anything on there. No one purchases it. It's dead in the water. And they're, they're having Bioware redo it. Before Bioware even released any news about Dragon Age, they said we're reworking Anthem. Dragon Age is one of their huge IPs, too. So fans are a bit confused. It was a bit confusing in the news scene that they were actually talking about this before they talk about their other IPs that they're working on. It is an interesting time to be alive. With, like, you have the game companies, like... Oh hey, look, we got this awesome game, all this hype, blah 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 blah, and it's shit. Oh, we're gonna redo it. Why don't you just make a new game? It's far better. Uh, I mean, look, I uh, think let's use Titanfall slash Apex. Ooh, there, we there we go. I mean, look, look what happened with that. They, they, I mean, Titanfall. The first one was was cool. The second one. Mm, and they said, you know what, we're a lot of people like these kind of mechanics in here and everything else, and this is what they like to like. What can we do 
to uh you know make a new thing oh hello apex legends and then now like apex legends the 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 way they've developed the story and everything else even though i have still you have yet to actually play the game i enjoy watching it and the stories and everything else right and i recently started playing apex uh with the dibs crew so some of my dibs community here that boy spin i was playing with that boy spin in chat here and it was fantastic I'm having a great time playing Titanfall with friends, or Titanfall, Apex with friends. <laughs> I'm uh, having a great time playing Apex with friends, and uh, I mean, it's, of course, this is general, this is a generalization for every single game that's ever existed in humanity. It's always funner with friends, and it's a great time to play uh, with friends, and I'm highly enjoying that. That's what, I mean, I want that experience with the Anthem, but I want it to be multiplied by the story, by the loot, by the, the mechanics and the design. Now, Anthem itself had a wonderful combat system. It had a good combat system. It felt good and clean, but that was literally the only thing in the game that I enjoyed. The story was incoherent. Everything else was just... So... Yeah, I... I don't... Did you did you play Anthem at all, Bad Merc? Did you have a chance to? No. I, I don't waste my money on shit. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Anthem was a big steaming pile of shit by Bioware. And if you're interested in why that happened, there's articles by Jason Schreier. He did it in... This is, I, I don't normally like gaming journalists because they report stupid crap. Really stupid crap. But in this instance, Jason Schreier did a wonderful job of being an actual journalist. Not a, not a crappy journalist. He went. He dug in there. He got some contacts from Bioware and they found out what the hell happened with Anthem. What happened with Anthem? There was no leadership. There was no design team. Like, they had no direction to go. They were told not to compare their game to Destiny or Division 2 or any other looter shooter games. They were just going off nothing. Wait, you say, wait, you said that there was like no direction in there. They there was no direction. Like, and there was like no development team or anything else like that? Well, there was a development team, but I mean, without direction, it's just a bunch of people running around. What, what are they doing? I, I know of a streaming platform like that. Just saying. Just saying. Uh oh. Uh oh, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Oh, you're good. We'll be, we'll be getting there to that that conversation. But I think Bioware is trying to right its wrongs. We have Casey Hudson, the general manager, and he's saying that they're de they have a dedicated team with the resources needed to rebuild Anthem to make it better, to make it a better infrastructure. They have to build it from the ground up if they do this. From the, the game itself, they can't even use the infrastructure in Anthem because it's so shitty. The loading screens take forever, and it's built in. That's a baseline of the code in the game. You Wait, have to redo all that. Who does loading screens in 2020? Bioware did, but this was 2018, I think, or no, 20, 20. It was in 2019. I'm way off center. Whoa! Oh, he's not. I'm. I'm here. <laughs> don't you? Don't you worry. I'm on the screen. That's all that matters. Should, should let me, let me. I, I mean, we, we can hope, we can hope that Bioware actually does something worthy. Uh, I hope they come back. I hope they come back with a game like Final Fantasy or Realm Reborn. I hope they come back with the No Man's Sky that we have in 2020 compared to when it was launched. I hope Anthem comes back and I want it to be successful. I want it to be a wonderful game. I really do. I want Anthem to be the next big looter shooter. The, the looter shooter. The looter shooter. shooter we deserve. Looter shooter scooter. 
Looter Shooter Scooter. Auto this shooter. one, this one, the one thing that makes Anthem so amazing, like the combat system and the ability to fly around in that freedom. So for combat and exploration, they need to hone in on that when they make the new ones. They need to hone in on the ability to explore, and they need to make more fidelity in the game itself, with, make more interaction with the environment and the background, and make different make different environments, for God's sake. I don't want to be rolling around through mountains and shit for, like, 50 hours. Come on, guys. Give me a desert. Give me snowtop mountains. Give me stuff that I can use. Allow me to use different loadouts for different environments. Make the game exciting. Make it fresh. You have an you have an amazing idea. You have an amazing concept. Execute it. That's all I'm asking. So that that boy says, uh, I don't know. So many new shooters gonna come out, so they will have the challenge ahead of them. Um, so we're I'm gonna say let's go back on that with the entire Sony doing story based and Microsoft doing the, the the shooters and so forth. I mean, I'll I'll fight anybody on this one. Xbox has the more <clears throat> better controller out of the two, so. That's why, I mean, they just... Yeah, that's another thing, too. Like, like shooting-wise, if you ever try to play a shooter on PS4, it feels a little awkward. It, you can get used to it, but it doesn't feel as comfortable to <clears throat> me personally as it does with an Xbox controller. Hello, Scuff Gaming. <laughs> Hello, Scuff. Um, uh, but, no, so, I mean, even... I'm okay with not everybody trying to do the same exact thing. I know Phil Spencer also says he doesn't want to do a lot of exclusives on the stuff, and Phil is more or less like he just wants more people to to game in general, which is awesome. And I, I actually enjoy good storylines. Uh, I hate a lot of how the games came to be recently where there is no campaign or story. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I became into a gamer is because of being able to do an interactive story. Uh, Sony's uh, studios that they worked with are completely amazing. Um, I unfortunately have not bought a PlayStation, but I maybe I will today. Who knows? I don't know, but we've got next gen coming out. Um, yeah, but, PS4 Pro is $299. So, I mean, there there's a lot of different things that... Uh, like you said, with the multiplayer aspect of things, uh, the cross-platform and so forth, and you're still going to have the exclusives uh, at launch. I mean, <clears throat> even if you don't, maybe not have the exclusive games, you're going to have exclusive functions, and we'll direct that to Call of Duty and their uh, whatever freaking game mode that was that everybody was all up in arms about that Xbox doesn't even get it till like October. So, um, but there's, uh, you've got, you know, and I thought that was funny that, you know, Phil was saying that you're not going to have these exclusives. They're like, so you're saying that Halo is going to be on PlayStation? Because that's not going to happen. That'd be weird as, weird as hell. Um, our chat is, uh, talking about the different kind of games, uh, does need a zero G space space shooter. Uh, uh more of a space uh space kind of game. Battle Royale or dude, what if they did like a what if they what if what if someone came out and did like a uh a space fleet battle royale stuff and then you can go to planets to get your loot and upgrade your stuff but it was like a very quick thing so your landing spots and you go back out and say that i'd play that game i'd have fun as hell playing that game 
Oh, I'd, I I agree with uh, Meg though. Meg, Jake here. I totally want an like an outer space game. Well, that's what I was just okay. saying. Like, dude, yeah. what it, what it, I mean, like, but you have to do it right. Boy. You have to do it right where it's it's. Uh... He wasn't even listening. He wasn't even listening. <laughs> let, let let me tell you the idea that we just like inspired it while you were going doing your little potty break. Uh, yeah, I had to pee, man. You gotta go when you gotta go. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we were talking. So we we're talking about an outer space game shooter and so forth, and then we we're talking about a battle royale. I was like, dude, what if you had like your your fleet or whatever your your spaceship thing, whatever you want to call it, right? Or you and could go between planet and space. Kinda, but you know, so you were fighting people, and you could like upgrade your weapons and so forth, you could regain health, but you'd have to go to the planets to get it, and it would take you like ten seconds to oh. load up, but you were vulnerable. During, oh. during that time so um and still a the arena for resources on the ground that sounds badass all right oh 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 yeah and the thing that's closing in let's just call it an asteroid belt so hashtag yeah. lower the chair hey man can we get a can we get an exclamation point chair exclamation point lower the chair i'm trying to think there's there was another space game that was like that you could like team up with your friends and then man different parts of the ship and so forth and i can't remember it's what it's called now. they added that to the warframe pc version i'm waiting for it to come to console so i can play it on the playstation 4 but they do have an update where you can actually man uh, a ship in space with other with other tenos in warframe it looks it looks great i can't wait to get my hands on that yeah this this was console. like another one i i'm trying to remember I'd have to go back to my um, old game list or whatnot, but I played. I know for a Battlefront. The old Battlefront did have it where you could go to space this and was, back ground battle. This was more of like an indie based. Oh okay. So. Uh, cross save so you can play. Oh yeah. Yep. Freelancer. Well, Magdrix says he loved Freelancer. Why can't we? They have. Use Code Years says, why can't they have a cross save so you can play with Xbox? Oh my goodness. I wish Use Code Years, but once again, I, I swear to you, it's probably something between Sony and Microsoft. Sony is being butts with the cross play right now. And it's it's killing it. It's just killing everything. It's actually uh, uh, turning some of their fan base against them too. I think I, it, it's kind of Sony, but it's also the developers or whatnot because they have to have the servers and stuff to do so. Um too. Soccer Mama says that uh, she would like to see someone make a Cars Against Humanity game for Xbox. Well, that would um, be fun. There's Streaming actually wise, that would take off. There's actually uh, in VR chat. There's a place you can go play Cars Against Humanity. Oh, there we go. So well, you'd have to get the the VR chat. You can play. Just as a reminder, you don't need a VR headset to play VR chat. You can still play VR chat without a VR headset. Just right. Like, uh, I, I will forewarn anybody who goes into VR chat. Um, you're gonna see some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, you will, so, and it'll be glorious and weird, and you'll be like, "What the?" And you'll probably just leave. You know what? I maybe maybe I'll get dibs to come in and do a co-stream, and we'll go do uh, some VR chat. So if I can get it to run on this PC, this this like this PC is limping. I it lost a leg. There's a. I I've gone to it. I've got some horror stories. I've I've got some. I took some screenshots because you just started like, oh wait a minute. So it's 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 fun. It's you weird. can look up on it's YouTube fun. as well. Like you can straight up YouTube weird VR moments or like funny v VR compilations. There's some weird shit on there. <laughs> some like straight up like you're like what the hell? What is this? 
So I mean, okay, let's let's uh, real quick. With with we were kind of talking about the console wars. It's going to happen with the price point. I I think. Yeah. I I think Microsoft is going to take a a risk on this next gen, like they did with the 360, because when the 360 came out, they were actually underselling it and they were losing money at the beginning. Um, but long term, it worked out. Right well. again, Microsoft plays the long term. I think, I think, let's put on our tinfoil hats here. I think Sony uh, leaked the price of what it was to build themselves. So, a they created the hype, and B they kind of see what the feedback was on everything. Right. So even if Sony were to take a hit, I mean they were trying to pride themselves saying, "Look, oh, we're cheaper than the Xbox Series X." Blah blah blah. Well, here you go, and it gets called karma. But I mean, I think I, I think Xbox One or the Xbox X series. I, I think you're absolutely right here, Merck. I think it's to become out. It's to come out a lower price point than the PS5, and I think Xbox X series is gonna kill at this next generation. So the other thing, uh, let's going through all the different news and so forth. The, the developers, uh, they're saying that there's not gonna be that vast of a difference on the next gen consoles. That you might have like a three to five second difference on a loading time between the two like if you were to start them up at the same exact time you might get a three to five second loading time and that's that's really nothing i mean and that's one might do it at one time and the other one one might do it the other time the interesting thing too is there is a m2 ssd which is faster than normal ssd and so it's i think it's making ssd more affordable period so i'm curious to see what components that microsoft will be using i don't think they're going to leak it I think they're going to go off what PlayStation leaked and you know played with played around with, and I think they're going to try to go around that. Yep, uh, chat said that this might be the last consoles. That's uh, absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, then you're going to have the um, so there was someone uh, accidentally uh, allowed someone to take pictures of their. Uh, xbox uh series x console in the back part and there was a slot in the back that no one has an idea of what or no one has a oh. any idea of what it is but there's speculation that that's where you could uh memory do, extension yep your your solid state so yeah which I, wouldn't I, be that hard the way the way that they're built and everything else yeah i guarantee it's going to be memory extension and it's going to be an xbox slash microsoft branded uh extension like an external hard drive or s- external ssd well create the ecosystem that's that's what they did with the uh the expansion on Xbox. the hard drives oh, recently for this last one oh yeah oh yeah spin says his xbox is uh hella fast at loading up yeah it's gonna be even faster on the x series in exactly exactly mama dc they totally are right now oh my god magdrick they better not bring out a new format now. No. Te- technology is always uh, advancing, so yeah. Advancing. I'm, well, I'm 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 curious. I'm I'm excited for the next consoles or whatnot. I'm excited for the uh, the new games. There's uh, E3's coming around here in a couple of months. We're gonna see a lot E3. of stuff like that. E3. That's an interesting thing. That's an interesting thing to talk about because you have Xbox, like Microsoft and Sony, are not. Like or not not Microsoft but Nintendo. It's Nintendo and Sony or like dip dip potato chip by E three. 
there so e3 is doing a lot of they changed management and there's a lot of internal stuff some of the bigger head honchos of the gaming world have also said they're not partaking in it but here's the thing though more and more people are you have to pay to do e3 and it's a lot of things and it's it used to be this cool thing or whatnot but it is slowly moving it's away from now. that Right, so I mean, what? you have the Tokyo Game Show, uh, you have the Game Awards, you have. There's a lot of other ones that you can kind of do this stuff with that seems to be in quote smaller, but uh, more and more of the people are starting to do their um, on events. So, yes. exactly. Uh, I, I feel like E3 is becoming more of an influencer type thing, anyways, where where influencers are getting involved with. Hmm. So uh, with everything coming out with the uh, E3 going now, dude, I mean, look look where they released the Series X, yeah. right? So and that was, they they were trying new things. And there's actually a uh, video of that with uh, the marketing team from Xbox. They're like, let's try some other stuff. Let's stop doing the same old shit year after year after year. And feels like... You know what? Yeah, let's do it. We we need to we need to make some uh, some moves here, and they did. And look look what happened. So I think um, all of them are making those moves. I think all all the gaming companies are in a no, sense. Even Nintendo, in its own ways, no one but thought think, they were going to announce it at uh, the game show awards. They thought it was going to happen at E three, like typical fashion. Oh, yeah. So. They're experimenting too, which is a good thing to see as far as game development and game companies and the, the consoles go. It's good to see them trying new things. And, uh, you know, they're, they're taking feedback as well. It's the same thing for Bioware and Anthem. Casey Hudson says that he's taking the fan base's feedback. So are they really? We'll find out. Well, if they're, if they're losing money, they would have to. But talking about doing uh, new things, earlier you were talking about... Uh streaming stuff of like lurkers and so forth oh yeah that that so for those who were here in the beginning i did say stay tuned for uh something we did want to discuss later in about streaming is lurkers and chatters and then chat engagement so here we are now we're finally at the lurker phase now the main thing i want to ask is is lurking like you, you want to lurk to help your friends you make friends on these platforms you make friends on youtube twitch and mixer but does it help or does it hurt them when you just add an empty view? Now, understandably, not everyone can chat. I mean, in a perfect situation, uh, it would be wonderful. But if, if you have 100 lurkers and you have one or two people chatting, if any, how much is it helping that streamer? And you also have to take the you also have to consider the partnership requirements from Mixer now. They've been updated. Um, I, I mean, your thoughts on that, Bad Merc? You don't want my thoughts on that. Maybe we do. Maybe it's something that needs to be heard. Maybe no one's saying anything. About Lur lurkers in general are not really that bad because, like, we, we talked about that with Silent Kill, is that some people like to come in and just, like, I mean, with a TV show. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk to you on a couple of our episodes when we're talking about this. So, um... With today's age of everything and our entertainment and what we bring in and the uh, streaming platforms, it is becoming to be our form of entertainment like TV was. 
you don't sit down in front of a TV and talk to the TV. Um, if you do, you might need to go check in with your mental health therapist. Uh, if but... you're trying to feed the person on the TV, please don't waste food. Right. Uh, so, I mean... So I, I my my points is like I don't I don't mind lurkers or whatnot. I mean if you have the same people that come in there, are you getting new people that come in with it or whatnot? I mean it's it's not normal use videos. It's it's okay, uh, but you should also try to get some sort of engagement every once in a while. Make make the lurkers feel because you know it's like breaking the fourth wall, yeah. you know. So I mean, there's a lot of examples we could do that. Uh, lurkers having people coming in there that's going to actually raise your numbers and bring you over the other people so you might Which find that attention. one person yeah, right when people it draws attention when you're in the categories or you're you're in the list it brings you your numbers up especially at the current time on mixer with um the games not having a whole lot of numbers like having 20 having 15 to 20 is a huge deal for mixer for mixer So uh, I mean, and you know, it, that's that's something I didn't want to touch on. The main thing is Pink Knight. Um, one of the mixer partners did release a, a video about about lurking, so it was something I wanted to talk about and kind of bring up. And I found I, I watched the video and it was very interesting. Uh, it's a very interesting subject to talk and think about as well. That's what's why we wanted to bring that in today. So, okay, uh, so uh, real quick, uh, chat said. I also like to collect sparks to support streamers. Uh, while it's fine and dandy, Mixer created a beast that they're still trying to tame. I I will tell you from everything that I'm seeing, sparks will continue to die out, and it will just kind of be more of a universal like emote thing or whatnot. But they're trying to kill out the spark farming because while it was good at the beginning and then they tried to tame, they created a monster that they're still trying to tame. That's the reason why they keep releasing different TOS. They're uh, messing with the uh, cap on them. They're messing with the bonuses. They're trying to tame it uh, back and forth because yes, Mixer well, has let's ask this. Let me, let me with a lot of lurkers. Go ahead. So, I mean, when you say it's a monster, can you, can you further uh, like elaborate on that? So, you know, we kind of have an idea for the viewers and the listeners. So the, with when it began, it uh, partners were able to get paid out by Sparks alone. Like the more Sparks you earn, the more money you were able to obtain from that from a partner standpoint. Then they lowered the cost of it. They were trying to wean out of it. But what was causing it or the what was the, creating the monster was there was a lot of people that were just leaving their computers on and farming Sparks. So, aka real life view botting in a sense, um, and you even there was actually a few partners out there that had second and third uh, accounts that were sitting there collecting sparks, and then they were just dumping on themselves. So it created this mindset of, the, of that monster. Then they, like I said, they tamed it, and they says, "Well, we're going to introduce embers, and the sparks will kind of create bonuses for you guys." So they were trying to wean it off, but it didn't really help that much. And they lowered the uh, spark cap on there. It kind of helped out a little bit, but still not the same thing. And now, uh, like the, the terms of service, and there, there was actually channels on Mixer solely for spark farming. The twenty four seven. They were labeled. They were, yeah, it was literally labeled like twenty four seven spark farm. There were some that were literally labeled that. So yeah, that that's that's the monster, and they're still trying to to tame it, and that's the reason why you will have 
Mixture in general have more lurkers overall than any other streaming uh, platform. So, because a lot of times people are still in that mindset, oh, I need to collect these sparks for these people and so forth. So, um, and Mixture is, like I said, constantly kind of trying to update in terms of service, eliminate spark farming and so forth, so on. Uh, there's some other stuff kind of behind the scenes or whatnot that uh, I can't really say too much on, but they're they're still battling that monster. So and I'm just I mean, saying to be fair. Well, to I, be I, fair. I just want to be fair. Here. To be fair. Unless I got a voice mod now. Oh no! To don't do be it. fair. Um, uh oh. I mean, at the same time, it is part of the streamers. Uh, we're, it's part of the streamer's job to get that engagement and get that interactivity. But at the same time, there's certain elements and factors that make that more difficult on the streamer on the platform right now. So, I mean, not only are they trying to combat themselves, they're also trying to combat like a, what they call a dead chat. And it's nothing to be scared of when you have a dead chat. There is ebbs and flows to your chat where it'll be quiet and then it picks up and then it gets quiet again. As long as you have a living, breathing chat, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing to freak out about when your chat slows down. But the major thing is if you're just trying to get your chat going and you're just trying to connect with people, you're trying to get, you're trying to build a community. It makes it a hell of a lot harder when people are more, they're, they're more so inclined to lurk because they get the, you know, they get benefits from that. So what would happen if they added sparks for when you chat? What, what if, what if, um, what if, uh, you, if you weren't engaged uh, or talking every so many often, you wasn't gaining sparks. But if you were a lurker, you didn't gain sparks. There you go. There's many ideas that we can incorporate here for Mixer. Uh, the main idea is to make it easier for the streamer to build communities and try to interact with the chat. Like I said, it is still a major, the major majority of it's going to be the streamer's part. But at the same time, there's elements working against them in that lurker viewership chatter equation. So chat says uh, there's a lot of big timers that don't talk to chat. Um, I can see how people get that idea, especially when there's thousands of people in there and you just kind of have to shift through some of the stuff. Um, it's not as easy. There's actually bots out there that kind of help you do that stuff. Uh, Code years says, uh, what if we all lowered our chairs? Absolutely. You know, one, one we'll team, always lower one the fight. chairs. Years. Uh, another chat says, Microsoft are about the platform, though. The streamers are the staff. Uh, yes and no. Uh, Mixer is still actually under the Xbox division. They're trying to come out and be their own entity within Microsoft. So they don't even answer to Microsoft. They answer to Xbox. Which would so. be a huge boon. It would be a huge boon if they became their own thing. This thing about they wouldn't have to go through layers of bureaucracy. They would have uh, more time. It would be less time trying to get things organized and straightened out between the levels that be and actually getting those things in progress going. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of different things uh, with the, the streaming platform. So, um, is it Microsoft providing a platform or a service? Well, define what you mean by a platform or service. The uh, there, There's a lot of things happening still in the streaming world. Uh, if Mixture doesn't change stuff, they'll die out. Twitch is slowly dying out unless they uh, re-innovate what they're doing. YouTube will be still, will continue to be the major content uh, 
place because that you gain more of your content from YouTube than anything else. Uh, and then using well, I mean, first you look at YouTube. YouTube is owned by Google, so Google is the top number one search engine. YouTube's the second top search engine owned by the same company. Yep. They're gonna survive for a while. Anytime you Google something, you're like, hey, how do I do this on my PC? Guess what pops up like two or three lines down? They actually have damn videos for their YouTube. Well, with with your definitions of service and platform, I would say it's kind of a little bit of both. So it's it's kind of like your revolving door um, or a merry-go-round, more or less. But uh, Mixer in itself is behind on times on the streaming stuff. I mean, just now. I mean, all platforms are. All, all three platforms are, and right now they're having the some more. some Some stuff. Uh, but they're all in different categories. March, yeah, yeah, March 2020, everybody on Mixer will finally have a hosting feature, allegedly. March 2020, everybody still won't have clipping service on Mixer. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, like Mixer, Mixer needs to continue what it's doing. They need to try to evolve, grow, and experiment on the platform. They need to step away from monetization. They need to focus on stability, and they need to focus on what makes the ch- like what makes Mixer Mixer, which is interactivity. They need right. to incorporate and find new ways and experiment. Just experiment. Get your foot out the door. Right, which has always interact. Which has always been uh, the part of or I guess their angle on it was that they wanted more interactivity with the other people. And hello, I cover the screen again. Um, and I will say Mixer still by far has the best uh, interactivity on there. For time. So, and Meg, Magdrick, when you look at it, if you have interactivity that makes it a wonderful place to come to and it makes it a fun place and amusing, it makes it an amusement park, you're going to get more people coming back over and over again to come back right. here. You, you, and they're you gonna don't start go, spending their entertainment funds on this, on Mixer. You don't go. You don't go to the library to have fun. You go to an amusement park. Yes, exactly. So, uh, you. I mean, on YouTube side, if we're just talking about the the problems with all the different platforms right now, let's go and talk about that real quick. YouTube has issues with their actual interface. Their interface looks like it's from two thousand five, which it probably is. Their streaming platform, if you actually go to a YouTube stream, it, it's weird. It feels weird. It looks like you're just doing live comments on a YouTube video, and it doesn't have any of the format that oh, no, Dibs. A, a traditional stream would have. Dibs, let me inter- interrupt you for two seconds. Uh, Magic says, if it can't make money, it's not business. Okay, fascinating tidbit. On marketing side, when you're trying to do ads, you can kind of select a website and so forth, and the people who use those websites to target your ads at, you cannot do that with Mixer. Like you can't. That's do another it right problem now. right now. So, yep, you can't make money if there's no way for you to make money. And then Twitch's major problem right now, just briefly, is oversaturation and discoverability. And there's just too many damn streamers on Twitch. There's just too many, flat out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, YouTube, uh, they need to do some uh, reinnovating for their streamers and so forth. Uh, to get notifications pushed out, actually, maybe redo their entire interface so it shows of people with their different. Um, when they're oh, we're not saying line. we're not saying run it for free, Meg. We're saying create tools to make it more profitable in right. the long run. Ad we're revenue. talking about long run. Yeah, ad, ad revenue. That's the reason why you will see more mixer partners push their sponsorships and pro, uh and affiliate ships 
than you will on other streaming stuff because that's how they get paid. You will also see that more so on YouTube content creation because they're sponsoring the video and everything else. Well, so, but I mean, to make money, if you're Madrick, to make money, you have to spend money. It's flat out as simple as that. You have to invest if you want to make. You can't make money without investing anything. You can. There's only going to be a certain cap if you don't invest. If you invest very little, there's going to be a cap on the return on the rate of interest. So, I mean, I I can go. I I I can get into some major debates with the 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 mixture platform and so forth. I still love Mixer with the interactivity. I love the Mixed Plays. There's a lot of cool people doing a lot of cool things love, out there. Yeah. I so totally love the Mixer you are, community. If you're on Mixer right now, uh, we have this thing that when you comment, you can shoot down the messages on the screen and collect points. Just a little game that you can play while you're watching this. Uh, Mixer has been trying to make moves or whatnot, but they're making the wrong moves. They should have built the foundation before they try to come in and put other people on. So, yes, they went out and they bought uh, Ninja and Thalion and Shroud and some other And that's people. a major question right now. Are they getting their rate of are they getting their rate of return on those purchases, on those contracts, on those exclusive deals with the streamers? They, they like it's hard to say. They still need to build up the uh, the middle because the middle is actually what supports the the platforms. Doesn't matter which platform yes. you're on, the middle is what supports it. So, but if you don't have the tools that the that is available on other platforms, um, you're you're not going to do it. Uh, there's some other well, major content creators that have said that if the streaming platform that comes out with a discoverability feature would win. So, there's if you did if let's let's say Mixer, let's just use Mixer because they don't have it. Uh, if Mixer did clips for everybody and then they created a feed where you could watch clips and it was recommended clips or whatnot, that would be your discoverability. And then you can Wait, sort about those this? clips let's out. Let's add on to that. Yeah, that's what I was to say. What, let's add on to that. What if you could like those clips and it would create a list of suggested streamers for you? Right. Uh, hello, uh, Clutch. That's what they're kind of doing. So, yeah. Yeah, there's, there, there's ways to do, go out there and go about it. Um, well, my my major thing was when they when they purchased those exclusive contracts, they didn't have any any plan of action. If 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 I were running a business like this, I would have a plan of action. I would have a list of things to do. I'd be like, all right, let's build on top of this ninja hype. Let's start making the platform more exclusive, more different, and differentiate ourselves from Twitch and YouTube. Which exactly would be the interactivity? Uh, they should have done games. They should have done games for chat with the mix play. They should incorporate their mix play more heavily, and they should make it. More exclusive. They should add more things for that. They should add more tools. All they need is some development. So here, here's my biggest other gripe with the entire development. Third-party developers are moving faster and being able to do things quicker yes. than what Mixer's Mixer internal. Yep. So they're saying we're we're trying to do all this uh, testing stuff of this uh, of these auto hosts, etc. There's other auto host features out there that's been doing it for the last six months, year. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree with Facebook gaming. I think that the Facebook said that they were doing gaming just for the hype. They haven't actually done anything that shows that they want to be involved with the gamer community, as far as I can tell. Ooh, I have not heard about new tools for mod soccer, mama. 
And then, yeah, use code ears. Even even Xbox has features to see clips. Yeah, it's it's just I, Mixer needs to move out from underneath Microsoft. Uh, sorry, Mixer needs to move out from underneath Xbox and the corporate ladder, and then I think things will change. Um, there's there's articles I can link that up in the Discord um, that talks about that from other people that were talking to the Mixer team down at like Pack South and so forth. So. Right, Magic, but it's also the platform itself that needs to do things for those streamers. I think I think for Facebook streaming, I'll say this for Facebook streaming, I think there's different audiences on there that would be best for streaming, but I don't think it's for gaming. I think Facebook can go different directions with their streaming platform in terms of that. I think if you did um, more or less of your... I want to say like podcasts or say your shows around business, et cetera, like that. I think you would be more successful on Facebook streaming. I think hobbies. Hobbies would be a fantastic place for Facebook too. Right, Madrick. No, no, that's that's true. Like if you did, like Facebook has a bigger advertisement because uh, if you don't know about Facebook Pixel, it gathers all your freaking data whatsoever. I mean, it tells you how many people <laughs> come to your website. It's like burger effect. With, with Facebook Pixel, I can sit there and tell you, like with NPC Limited, I can tell you what age range uh, everybody is, what the gender is, how many times they went to use the bathroom, how often times they pull it up on their phone and so forth. I can see what pages they click on. There's like so much information that Facebook provides. So, so. See, I, and it's, I mean, while, while it's cool that mods are having more tools there's there's more things that need to happen for the middle class like clips it's it. yeah clips for all auto hosts we'll, we'll see if it happens in march or if it gets pushed back um my my personal personal speculation on this is if mixer doesn't do some quick changes and some features and so forth for the middle class and stop uh, holding it to the partners only, Mixer is going to die out. So it will be a very, very small platform and continue to stay as a very small platform. So, right, and a lot of people can. And I get it, but people saying like, well, um, you need that, uh, the, like certain things that makes partner being a uh worthwhile on mixer yeah that's called like ad revenue and other things like that to gain monetary value uh that's one of the reasons why you become a partner and you work so hard so you can get that monetary value on there and that's about it you don't you don't become partner to get like host and, and clips no um twitch the major twitch. the major benefit right now of partnership is being able to the subscriptions it's right. all about subscriptions and that's too, and that's completely fine. That is like if they want to keep yeah. that behind lock and key, that's fine. But other little features it needs it needs to change. Uh, I would like to see more innovation for on the mixed play side because, and that when I say more innovation, I'm not talking about just clicking a button and the gift pops up. I'm talking about like yep. more integration with it in general. Totally. Um, I'm gonna shout him out because I love the dude, uh, Daddy Robot. Uh, if you guys are again on Mixer, you're seeing things fly across the screen. You can click those. You can shoot them down. Uh, we there's also a feature on there you can draw on the screen, and I know of a new one that's coming out here soon. That um, basically you'll get to play Tetris. 
on there and you get to collect points. Yeah. So, and that's the direction that Mixer should be taking, to be honest. So do you imagine could you imagine if partners got their own special games? Like a, a UFO shoot down game for stream a particular streamer maybe with a alien type deal? Or like a uh zomb or a zombie killing game with Vikings for another Viking type partner? There's a lot of potential there. Yeah. Right, Mama DC. I'm I'm talking all about stability. They need to make stability and they need to make interactivity to cut their own space out in, in streaming. They need to define themselves as something that's different than Twitch, that's different than YouTube, that makes them special. So um but you know what? Hey, try to engage with the lurkers. So I, don't worry. Yes. I mean, my my personal opinion, lurkers are good and so forth because it helps boost your numbers or whatnot. But you know, try to be engaging or whatnot. Try different tactics, but always be you because if you're wearing a face mask, you're going to end up painting yourself. It takes later so on. much energy. It takes so much energy to be someone you're not. So be yourself. Be an Unaquay person. I'm an Unaquay person. <clears throat> unique unique and you just got to be yourself i know it sounds cheesy and it sounds corny it's the best way because you're not going to let people like like when i go on streams you can kind of tell when people are kind of throwing on a fake attitude or something or a fake personality it's better to let people get to know you um so be yourself oh, oh my god that's so <laughs> hi uh this uh... is bad Merck on uh, streamerology we're looking for a new co-host <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, it's a platform to watch. Is it meant to be a place to play? Uh, if you just wanted to watch, you got YouTube, and it's been there. It's been dominating for a while. They're trying to make it more interactivity. That was I'll what Mixer. It, years. I'll wear it. What Mixer was founded upon was the interactivity. That's the reason why you have them explain the open source coding. Yes. So they're they're. That's why. Different. That's also why bad. That's why our daddy robots able to do what he's doing as well. Right. So. so. Now there's, um, I, I like I said I enjoy the interactivity. There, there's a there's a, a channel right now on Mixer where you can control a robot and pick up stuff, and it, they at random times put random things in the robot's hands like a knife, so he can battle the other robot in the room. And and Mama DC, I totally feel you on. They need to fix the FTL. The major thing about partner about subscriptions is it's a steady base of income. And if you make fun emotes, it allows people to use those emotes in other people's chat. It creates awareness. And it also is a form of advertising when you go into another chat and use their er, emotes for a particular channel. Yep. Um, a subscription. And also, I mean, when you look at subscriptions, it's easier to push a subscription than it is uh, donations or embers because you get something in return about it. You get exclusivity to that channel. I just wanted to touch briefly on that. But um, we will be back uh, next week. I want I want to tell you guys real quick that one um, that one channel here on Mixer just so you can guy uh, go check it out. Um, I'm gonna put it right here actually in the chat in general so anybody else where can also see it. Um, but again, it's a robot that you can control in someone's uh, place. Um, that For real, check it out. This is the future of what Mixer should be. This is the stuff that Mixer should be developing themselves to cut to cut out their own uniqueness and their own brand. So yeah, there's like I said, there's there's a it's kind of cool. I mean, you can go in there and pick up little blocks and I'll do some other stuff. But it's it, I think it's cool that sitting from 
my place here in Egypt that I can control a robot over in America. So, Skynet's taking over. Anyways, guys, we will be back uh, next Monday. Uh, check out our Discord. Uh, we might be having some scheduling changes uh, with everything going on um, in the personal lives. But we'll update you guys in Discord and on Twitter. Uh, be sure, sure to follow Dibs. Um, don't follow me. I don't stream. Uh, if I do, I'll be streaming over on Twitch under the Bad Merc. So, anyways, guys, uh, we will catch you later. Uh, I will see you when we see you, Dibs. All right, guys. We'll catch you all later. Thank you for watching, and we hope you enjoyed. Bye. Uh